hitters all my hitters that are still hitting right now it's been a it's been at least a minute <clears throat> at least one minute since i put the last podcast out and uh i gotta say uh i gotta say that uh i missed it i was just busy you know busy with uh <clears throat> with life and uh work and all this kind of bunk ass stuff but um uh, last time i was speaking into this machine uh we talked about being a hero <clears throat> being a hero and being the hero of your own story <clears throat> sorry i just came back from a 3 mile run Three mile run. Why would you do that? Because I'm fat. That's why. I weighed myself the other day. I weighed 153 kilos. For you. <coughs> for you non geniuses out there, 153 kilos is 336 pounds. And uh, I'm not really down for that because. Uh, kind of hard to breathe i wanted to tie my shoes without having to hold my breath but uh yeah last time last time i was here last time you guys tuned in <clears throat> i was talking about my life story who i was as a person and then shit man when was that when did i put that thing out to the universe i mean i did put at episode 16 down and I had to put it <coughs> I had to take it down <clears throat> okay April 27th and it is April 27th and it is July 13th so I would say that's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 7, 14 <clears throat> 21, 28 35 42, 49, 56, 63, 70, like 77 days on the dot. Planned it. Oh, man. What's happened since then? What's what's happened? What the fuck is going on with my audio? Nothing was going on. I was just overreacting because I haven't done this in a while and I'm a little rusty. <clears throat> Man, what's happened since uh April 27th? Uh April 27th. I went to Nationals. That was cool. Went out to fucking Elvis Town, bro. Elvis Town uh with my with my with my good friends. Uh so we'll talk about that. I went to uh I went through another 
year of life in June, on June 18th. That was my other birthday. 20, 22 years, years bung, bro. <clears throat> yeah, 22 years bung. Uh, I went through the busiest season on earth with a new responsibility. That sucked. Uh, fuck, dude. I've just been... To be honest, I've just been hella, hella, just hella, hella, bro. I've just been uh, just kind of taking a back, taking a minute to recuperate. I'm on a, I'm on a vacation now for like nine days. Oh no, seven days. <laughs> seven days, and uh, it's pretty sick, if you ask me pretty sick i actually fi finally get some time off um uh, but uh oh shit see i haven't done this in a while let me ask you the most important question how are you bitches how are you hitters doing i hope you're still hitting out there just one hit at a time you know that one hit at a time take one day at a time one step at a time kind of like the running I did this morning, <clears throat> even though I'm not supposed to be doing it, I like it because it makes me feel good. But today on my three mile run, I think it was on the way back on the way back <clears throat> from the uh, from like the mile and a half point where I was like, man, this fucking sucks. Who ever created this? running thing and why do people do this for fun this is dumb and uh i turned around and i was like i'm not digging this music i gotta change i gotta change everything my whole mindset right now change it all and i was like <clears throat> let's put on some uh let's put on let's put on that that rocky song my alarm my alarm song that uh that song that David Goggins listened to, Go in the Distance, the one that goes, beep, 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 that one that, that starts off with the bells. That one. The one that uh plays at the end of Rocky 1 and like throughout the other Rockies. It's called Go in the Distance. And I put that song on, <clears throat> and I got to say, got that second win, bro. Got that second, third, fourth, how many ever wins I needed to to at least run straight for, like, <coughs> a solid minute and a half. I did 14, 14 minute mile is a good pace for someone who weighs 330 pounds, you know. Um. I'm kind of crazy though, cause like I was getting mad at the fact that I was slowing down, so I kept hitting myself in the face and like the neck and the side of the head, and people were driving by me and like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Is he losing his mind? Did he just escape from the hospital? Like, is he on a fucking rampage? Is he gonna kill somebody? <clears throat> yeah, I'm gonna kill my old self. <clears throat> Got him. Got him. Uh, and then I started. <clears throat> God, all this phlegm and. I'm spitting up old pieces of my old piece of shit self <clears throat> coming out my throat. Uh, let's get the microphone closer to my face. I did sprint for like 
maybe 15, 20 seconds. Fast as I've moved since high school. And I got to tell you, my heart rate, my heart rate got up to like 210 beats per minute. <laughs> and I thought, I, I thought I was going to die. I thought I was absolutely going to die. But uh, I'm okay now. I'm I'm fine. I'm I I this last I've been waking up early in the morning to work out uh to work out and like do extra stuff. Oh, I got a tattoo too. I I got a tattoo in between that that gap. Um uh yeah, like this last the last week and a half I've really I've really strived to make changes in in my personal life as far as like work and <clears throat> what I'm doing, what I want to do with my life. And it all kind of starts, it, it all starts with what you do in the morning. So the, I've been every morning for the past week and a half minus one day, I've woken up at six, woken up at six in the morning, gotten up, done some sort of cardio workout, you know, some sort of, some sort of little bit of running, some sort of Moving around, <clears throat> getting the sweat going. I've been eating properly. I've been eating, eating at home for pretty much every meal, aside from like one or two here and there. Uh, just eating the same thing, pretty much just chicken thighs and rice and broccoli slaw and <clears throat> Brussels sprouts. Dude, Brussels sprouts are good. I don't know what, <clears throat> I don't know why everyone's dogging on my favorite little baby cabbage, my little, my little LP cab. <clears throat> but uh but I, it, every day except that one day I've woken up and done done that and my whole day is just kind of different like I get to work I'm more energized I feel better and then uh <laughs> weird weird the person like you work out and you eat right you feel better huh the one day that I didn't <clears throat> yeah I felt like absolute dog shit so I think I'm gonna do it just keep doing this it's working for me, you know. I uh I like it's hard to wake up in the morning especially if you go to sleep late at night. <clears throat> Weird. Um but I keep reminding myself keep reminding myself that uh you know, if I don't do it, I'm absolutely going to feel like ass. So, it's better to just do it. Just wake up, feel like shit, go do it and then feel better for the rest of the day than not feel good. <sighs> But we'll get to that and my life changes and all that stuff later. Uh, uh, where are we? Today is Saturday. It's 9.32 in the morning. And uh, I'm going to put this episode out on Monday. That way, on my nine-hour drive up to my vacation zone, uh, <clears throat> maybe we can, maybe I'll just, I'll just see how many people are still fucking listening. Dog, for real, in the month, like the three months that I've been gone, I've still gotten like a lot more traction on this thing. And it's like, why? Why are you guys listening still? <coughs> but I appreciate it. Uh, but let's just kind of just pick up right where we left off. Where was it? April 27th. It was a weird time. Yeah, it was like right at the start of, or right at, yeah, like right at the start of the busy season of work. And man, I was, <clears throat> I work about an hour away from where I live. So 
driving an hour, driving two hours each, you know, two hours a day. It's staying at work for nine, ten hours a day. That sucked. And then having to deal with all the customers that came in, you know, throughout the day, it just on end, just no breaks, no nothing, just never ending mountains of complaints and mountains of, I want this, I want that. <clears throat> that sucks. Um, cause that was really taken out of me, but I think it was, yeah, it was around that time where it was around that time where I started eating healthy again. Like I had asked my, I had asked Sage and I asked my, you know, I'd asked her for a meal plan. <clears throat> I asked her for macros and she was like, I'm not going to give you macros. <clears throat> You're going to eat this way for a week. And if you do it every day for a week, you send me pictures, you will, I'll give you macros. And then she did a little fucking finessing me and she finessed me. And she was like, see, isn't it better to just eat really good, like an abundance of good, healthy food and not have to track it. And I was like, bet <clears throat> it was, it was much better. So did it for a week. I was eating really healthy for like a week and a half, two weeks. And, and then shit just like a whole nother level, like uh, at work, I was, it was God awful. I was staying there. I was, I was getting home. I was getting home every day, like 10, 10 30, 11 o'clock, <clears throat> not able to make dinner, not really able to do anything. And, and I know it sounds like I'm making a bunch of excuses right now. Trust me. It'll, it'll tie back in. It'll tie back in later. Don't worry. But everything was just going, Ugh. Uh, everything was just getting really busy, getting really garbo and, and I just didn't like it. And, uh, you know, I just, there was no time to wake up, like no, no time to wake up. I mean, obviously there was time, but I didn't want to cause I was just fucking exhausted. So, you know, I didn't really have time to wake up. I stopped eating complete. Like I stopped eating completely. Like before, before, like right when I went on that diet, I was around 150. 150 kilos and then and then no shit in a span of like a month because the like because i think when was when was nationals nationals was like may <clears throat> middle of may i believe right may it's, it's, it's right at the busy week i think it was may 12th no i got those videos from hook grip I got those videos from Hook Grip. What is this? Yeah, May 12th. May 12th, April 27th. What is that? <coughs> it's like three weeks. Yeah, like three and a half weeks, something like that. So I was eating really good for like two weeks. And like eating, I don't know, it was like in the span of a month. Like the first two weeks of the month, I was eating really well. And then I was dropping weight like I wanted to. Um, and then just completely just completely kind of cut off and like started eating guy, which just wasn't waking up really. wasn't making food. Just started eating like shit, started eating canes and in and out. Cause those are the things that are closest to me. And like just ass food, just complete ass food. Not saying that their ass just ass for you food as a competitive athlete. And you're supposed to be watching what you eat, you know? Um, that whole month of April was pretty, was pretty busy. So, excuse me if my timelines are wrong. I'm just saying that I didn't do a lot of anything and I made a lot of excuses for myself as to why, <clears throat> as to why things were going the way that they were. Uh, you know, it was, it was a pretty stark realization where it was like this, my job is taking up a majority of my life and <sighs> no shit. Right. 
yeah, it was just taking up a lot of my time and, and I wasn't prioritizing the right thing, you know, especially with what it was that I want to achieve. And I was working, it, I was working 60, 70, you know, 60, 70 hour weeks up until the time that I left, like the week that I went to nationals, I had worked every day. I had worked nonstop for like three weeks and I was working like 65, 70 hour weeks. And that really sucked like on my feet, no rest. And I still had to train. And that was the other thing. So I stopped eating. I went from 150 and no shit dropped down 10 kilos. <clears throat> dropped down. I went, I dropped down to 140. That shit was nuts. I dropped from 150 down to 140 and I was like, Oh, I'm getting lighter, but I'm not eating better. So I feel like dog ass. And then, <clears throat> and then, you know, training, training four or five times a week, I had to cut that back down to two because I was just so exhausted. And it's like, that didn't feel good because I'm like, I'm, this is one of the most important meets that I can do in the year. And here I am just kind of whiffing through it and being a little bitch and not really taking it serious. And, <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, that was, that was, I'll talk about that a little bit more coming up, but just, just so you get a tor the storyline. <laughs> um, so, uh, I was working, you know, I was working a shit ton right up until nationals. And, and here was the other thing about nationals was that I honestly couldn't afford to do nationals. Like after, after doing U25 back in February and driving back after everything, like, <clears throat> I was like, there's no way, man. Like it's, it's gonna, it's gonna be hella expensive. Just super expensive. I can't make it out there. I, there's no way that I'm going to just afford it. Like the hotel alone is going to be like $800. The flight out there is going to be like $500, you know, food, all that kind of shit. Like the total trip would have been like 1900, two grand. And I'm, I don't got that. I don't got that cheddar, bro. I get that cheddar. I wish I did. That'd be sick, but I didn't, I don't have that kind of cheddar on me. And, uh, I'm not a dairy farm, okay? I'm not, I'm not rolling in cheddar and brie and gouda, okay? I'm broke. Bet. So I didn't have that money, and and it was right after U25 where my when my friend and other manager from, from the other store was like, hey, I'll cover your store while you're gone so you can achieve your dreams. And I was like, that's fucking great, man. Like, I appreciate that so much. And, and he, and, you know, and I was like, okay, so gonna get this lined up gonna do all this stuff and then <clears throat> the closer we got to it i started pricing it out and i was like this is just not gonna happen this is not gonna happen and and i yeah to be honest i was i was not gonna go out there honest to god i was not gonna go out to nationals at all <clears throat> but then then my my angel my saving grace my saving grace my my jacob my my jacob he he stepped in and he he did some he did some mag magical things for me, my my Jacob boy. My my buddy, my buddy Jacob, and and this is this is kind of a toast to like, the the weightlifting community as a whole, like the Reddit weightlifting community as a whole. <clears throat> you know, this is kind of like the 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 miracle of like social media and like the benefits to it. But um, <clears throat> I had a. Uh, uh, one of my buddies or just some, uh, at first, at first he was just some guy, just some guy that was on Reddit talking some shit. 
I don't remember. I don't remember what it was that he commented on, but he said something. He commented on like one of my things on Instagram, on Reddit, and <clears throat> we kind of just went back and forth. We kind of went back and forth, and we talked about it. I think it might have been like my Max Backswat. He was talking shit about how much I was fucking shaking, how much I was shaking like a little, just little bitch under the bar. Uh, and it was like a PR, so it was like 300 kilos or something, like a back squat. And and him and I just started talking back and forth, and we came up with a scientific scientific evaluation that if you if you're not if you're not shaking, like you start shaking at 90, I think it was like 96.7, 96.97.2 percent of your rep max. That's when you start shaking. If you're not shaking at that percent, that percentage, that's not your max. Uh, that's facts. Straight F-A-X, bro. That's facts. We, I took that to Harvard and they were like, you're right. Wow. You're like Albert Einstein. I was like, yeah. So we started talking and then he messaged me. He actually followed me on Instagram and then him and I just started talking and we messaged like every day and we were just, just got really close. We were just trying to get in really close, just buddy buddies, you know? And, um, and we were just talking and he's actually told me, you know, he actually told me he was going to be out at nationals. And I was like, that's, that's going to be sick, man. I can't wait to meet you. Uh, I can't wait to meet you, you know? Uh, and that was kind of the, that was kind of the thing. I was like, I was really excited to meet my friend and, and it just, so it was just, as time went on, I just kept saying I wasn't going to afford it. I was not going to afford nationals. I was just, I just couldn't. So I called him, I messaged him on instagram just because we would talk every day we'd send like each other videos of us lifting and funny memes <laughs> and um i was like hey bud like you know unfortunately like i'm just not thinking that this nationals thing is gonna is gonna come out like it's just gonna come to fruition i'm just i can't afford it like all in all it's just gonna be ridiculous like it's just i'm not gonna be able to do it and <laughs> this fool this fool goes can i call you can I call you? Can I call you real, real quick? And I'm like, yeah. So he calls me, and in his uh, <laughs> Jacob, I love you, bud. In his uh, in his southern drawl, he goes, <laughs> he goes, hey man, hey man, if uh, if you think for one second that you're not gonna come to my house and and stay with me, I, I'm gonna be fucking pissed. Like I, that was exactly like, I'm going to be pissed at you if you don't come out here. And, and I forgot, I totally, I totally forgot that. I think we had mentioned it one time before. Like I didn't think about it cause he had mentioned that he lived in Arkansas. He lived about two hours away from the venue <clears throat> from, from Graceland. I didn't think about it. Like I, we, like I said, we, we may have talked about it back in like back in the day, like right when we first started talking, like, where are you from? Come out here. And he's like, ah, I'm out here. I'm like, ah, shit. <clears throat> But I totally forgot. So he goes, yeah, he goes, if you don't come out to my house, you don't come stay out here because of something stupid like money for a hotel. Dude, I'm going to be fucking pissed at you. And I'm like, oh, shit, man. Like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, absolutely. Totally not taking into account that, like, I could have been a serial killer waiting to pounce on him and kill him while he slept. Or, like, vice versa. Like, it was me. Like, he's luring me into his house so he can fucking kill me. I didn't think about that. I was just, sit, like, hyped that I was going to go out to 
Arkansas and meet my bud. So uh, like we, we kind of worked that out and uh, no shit, man. Like he, the only reason why I went out there was because he saved like my entire trip. Uh, he, he is the only reason why I was out there and he's a weightlifter. I mean, he's a weightlifter too. So he was he, initially, the plan was for him to compete at, at, uh, nationals as well. Uh, his coach, his coach is, uh, Zach Talander, anybody who's familiar with him, um, and, and, you know, Zach and, and his, his team were going to be there. He was helping out juggernaut. So it was cool. Cause I met a lot of the juggernaut athletes and that was, that was pretty cool. Uh, but he was going to be out there. He was taking the weekend off anyway, but he was just going to go out there and, and just hang out all weekend. So he had the weekend free. He was going to hang out with his friends and lift and do all that shit anyway. And he was like, just pick him up. <clears throat> Big ups, huh? See you later. Um, yeah, he would just like pick him up, and uh, and and and, oh, and the other thing was like flying into Arkansas was like three hundred dollars cheaper than flying into Memphis. So, all like I didn't have to pay for a hotel. I didn't have to. I didn't have to spend so much money on a flight. Like, and the other thing was like my family really pulled through and, and helped me out. Like realistically you know i was like i don't need no birthday presents i just want to go out here and do my best <clears throat> so without a doubt without a doubt jacob if if you hadn't been my hitter if you hadn't been my hitter i i wouldn't have gone out there i wouldn't have done what i what i've done um so i appreciate that more than more than anything that's that there's the only reason why i went out there uh but but uh, I flew out there. I flew out there on a Thursday. Yeah, I flew out there on a Thursday. <clears throat> I got picked up. He picked me up. We went. We got some burgers. We drove around a little bit. Drove around a little bit. Went to his house. And then we had our first training session at the gym that I always see him train at. And it was hot as fuck. And I didn't pack any shorts. I just only packed sweats. And it's like Arkansas and in may so it's muggy as fuck and i'm like just sweating my complete body off it was gross <clears throat> and that's kind of what we did we just kind of just dicked around and ate <clears throat> dicked around and ate that first night the second the second day uh he had some school that he was going to that he had to go finish up his finals and then we headed out to to memphis that's where i met zach that's where i met zach i met uh i met ruben I met, uh, <clears throat> I met basically all of, all of Jacob's teammates and, and they were all cool. They were all competing and we went to the training hall. We trained. I saw a lot of, you know, I saw a lot of the guys that I've competed with before and it was just, it was a fun time. It's honestly the highlights of my highlights of my year when I can, when I can do stuff like that, like that stuff I'll never, never forget. Um, and being at Graceland, it was hilarious cause it was like, <laughs> all of Elvis's hits playing no shit 24 seven. And it's like, I don't know if I would have worked here. I, I probably would have freaked out on somebody and I would have done something, something because I don't know how many times I can listen to that man sing and not want to, not want to just throw up the second as some like sick Pavlovian response to, like getting in my car and just thinking about thinking about Graceland. 
we didn't go into the house. We didn't go into like, we didn't do the tour or anything. I got some cool magnets from a gift shop, but we were mainly at the venue and, and eating a lot. That's kind of what we did. Uh, where did we go that first night for dinner? Cause after we trained, after we trained, after we trained, it was Zach, Zach, uh, Zach and I, Ruben and, uh, Jacob, uh, rendezvous. That's where it was. We went to rendezvous down in, in, uh, downtown, downtown Memphis and dog that food. No shit was like the best barbecue that I've ever had. And Jacob was doing his little, his little fucking girl thing where he wants to eat. He wants to get big and he wants to get buff, but he can't eat anything because he refuses to eat a lot. And he ate like half his plate. So I picked up the tab for him and ate the rest of his plate, but he paid for himself. So, um, the other thing about the, the hotel at Graceland was that that shit was booked up like far in advance. Like that, that it was sold out uh, six, like six months in advance. So I couldn't get a hotel if I wanted to. Um, but what ended up happening was like, uh, I don't know who said it. I it just, I think it was just another weightlifter who mentioned it, to, who mentioned it to me. She was like, yeah, there's a lot of people leaving, you know, tonight. Uh, a lot of people leaving after they compete tonight. Maybe you can get a room. That way you don't have to drive back and forth two hours before you compete. And I was like, God damn, you're a genius. And uh, we ended up getting a room at the guest house right across the street from the venue. And that was that was pretty sick. So <clears throat> that was uh, all in all the trip out there. Couldn't have gone. Couldn't have gone better. It was it was honestly so much fun. Um. Coach B, Coach B went out there. Coach B and Leslie went out there to to support me, and Coach B was in the back room with me. And and uh, and here comes the weightlifting part. Uh, my session, you know, my session was. I mean, it's uh, it's my second nationals. I remember my first nationals last year in uh, two years ago, two years ago in Kansas, and that that was fun. It was nerve wracking. It was definitely nerve wracking as all hell because that was the first national meet that I've ever been to. That's when I missed my first two snatches. <laughs> I missed my first two snatches and then made all three clean and jerks, but made them made the last 182 look like a Michael Jackson mix of weightlifting and his dancing because I went up on my toes with 400 pounds on my chest and it was fucking ridiculous. Um, and uh, I guess the highlight of all that was that Sarah Robles, Sarah Robles, Robles, she came afterwards and she was like, I saw that. And that was, that was pretty incredible. And I was like, <laughs> shit. Um, last year I took 11th or 12th overall at nationals. I was in the B session, you know, I got my fucking taint handed to me, you know, and then fast forward a year. Fast forward a year, you know, you get a year of hard work, a year of PRs, a year of consistency, and you know, on top of all that, I had a, I had like three or four months, five months, six months, however long it was, where I was super injured, and and that really messed with my mind. So, you know, I, I had a lot of rebuilding to do, and I'm lucky that 
everything just kind of came to fruition and, and, and I pulled everything together and, and wasn't too, wasn't too, <coughs> excuse me. It wasn't too, uh, it wasn't too shell shocked from, from everything that happened in the past year. So, uh, I went five for six, went five for six on the platform. Technically went six for six because I never dropped the bar. Uh, what did I do? I think I went. What did I do, bro? I can't even remember my attempts. What did so unprepared for this silly boy. Oh, I went. Oh, that's what I did. I opened with 140. <clears throat> I opened with 140 and the, uh, and the, uh, uh, I think it was my right side, my right elbow buckled a little bit and cause of my wrist and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, they called me for a slight press out on my right side. So they red light in me, <laughs> they red light in me and, um, and, uh, it's funny because Cheryl Hayworth and Chad Vaughn, they were, they were commentating and they were commentating the session. And I think and my dad and Bailey told me later on where they were like, Oh, he, he missed his first one. But who is that in the, in the back corner? I see. I think that's, that's coach Mike Bergener. You know, he's, he's definitely going to tell him, he's definitely going to tell him some sort of advice to, to get him going. <laughs> he's He's going to say some, some sort of, some sort of Bergener wisdom. I went back there. <laughs> <laughs> and coach was like get your fucking head out of your ass <laughs> i was like yes coach and i went back out and i uh i went back out i hit 140 again and it was a lot smoother and uh and then we went back out and hit 144 for a pr like a competition pr match not my all-time pr uh i don't even know what my all-time pr is at snatch anymore it's just Right now it's sitting at 145, which doesn't really make sense. And it's like, we'll just see what's going on with it coming up. <clears throat> I'm dealing with another wrist injury, just like re-aggravation of the wrist injury. So hopefully in the next couple of weeks I can come back and feel better and start start going start going hard again. But uh, I hit 144, and that was probably one of the best snatches that I've done on the. I'm definitely the best snatch that I've done on a competition it, it looks really it looks really good all my lifts are on my instagram from from back in may so if you want to check them out you can check them out but yeah 144 felt really good um and then it was time for clean and jerk and uh what did we do i think oh so the cool thing was is like the the jumps that we made for clean and jerk like what i close with at u25 the 181 that's what we opened with at nationals and it was like okay like it's it's finally setting in we're like i mean it's set in a while ago but it's like okay there's there's nothing really to be worried about and i over pulled the shit out of it i over pulled it and i ended up you know pushing myself under but it like almost pushed me back so i rolled back onto my heels it almost took me out <laughs> but i came up and um i've been working on like really hard on my jerk uh, you know, a shallower dip to get a more whip on the bar. So, um, I hit that, I got 181 and then after 181, I hit 184 and 184 has got to be one of the best clean and jerks that I've done. Um, that I've seen 
you know, from from all the videos of the list that I've done before, it looks really good. But you can go be the judge of it. Go look at it and comment it and say that it looks like absolute horseshit. Uh, <clears throat> and then between lifts, between lifts, uh, between lifts, between my second and third attempt, Coach B comes up to me and and it was one of those times where it was like, fuck man, like this is this ball's really in my court and and he trusts me and I trust him and you know this is this is what he does like I don't I this is this is what he's been doing for for 50 years he comes up to me and he asks me what can you clean and jerk today and I go 188 <coughs> 188 was the was the number that I I originally want to go 148 188 what is that 3 148 148 188 is 336 336 would have put me in first place right because uh, I think the guy no it would put me in second not first TJ Greenstone that fucking guy clean and jerk to like 216 or like 212 or 216 or some shit and that shit was bonkers bro that the bar looks so big it's insane um uh, whoever was above me, second place, I think he only beat me by, like, he beat me by, let's, you know what, you know what, bear with me, okay, <sighs> bear with me, it was definitely, oh, see, I go on it, and I look at that shit up all the time, huh, um, Come on, bud. Tyler Reagan. Yeah, okay. So Tyler Reagan, he got third place. No, he got second place at... It was Tyler Reagan or Kevin Cornell. It was one of those two. One of those two buds. One of those two buds. But... Um, no, that's... Shit, I don't even know, bro. I think it's Tyler Reagan. <coughs> Makes sense that it would be him. Um, he looks like he's 150, not 117. I'm looking at body weights right now on the USAW website. Uh, so Tyler Reagan hit 145-190 with a 335 total. TJ Greenstone hit, what did he hit? Oh, oh no, he hit 207. So he went 160-207 for 367. He got first. And then... Uh, and then uh, yours truly, me, uh, I hit 144, 188 for 332. And so TJ, not TJ, uh, Tyler, Tyler beat me by three kilos. If I would have hit my numbers, if I would have hit what I wanted to, I would have hit, uh, essentially I would have went 140, 144, 148, and then 181, 184, 188 for 336. I would have been second place in the United States. Well, I mean, at at nationals i don't know how that works i don't know how that works because like if i'm third place at nationals does that make me third in the nation and then and then i go over to like the usa weightlifting rankings and it's like all right now i'm i'm a number seven and it's like could someone could someone at phil andrews and be like yo how does that work bro how does that work how does that work dog 
because I mean, I'm, it, it was fun and it was cool. It's cool to say that I'm third in the United States, but that third in the nation. But if that's not true, like, what am I even doing this for? <laughs> um, so that was that was it. I mean, and, and so I went 181, 184, 188. And 188 was a, it's an actually all-time PR for me. And that was pretty dope. Um, dope. That was pretty, it was pretty incredible to hit that on the national stage. And it was, it was like, what can you hit? He said, he asked me what I can hit. And it was like 188. And, and yeah, I could have lifted anything that day. I should have said 190. <laughs> I still would have lost by like one kilo, but one kilo is better than three. But um, he said one. I said one eighty eight, and I kind of fucking managed to get under it as best as I could. It did pull me a little bit forward again, so I'm two for two on the let's go on our toes type bullshit at nationals for our last attempt to make it the most dramatic lift of the day. Uh, but you know I did that. I I balanced it, stood up with it. And, um, I, th- I don't know who it was. I think it was Chad or it was Cheryl, what they were like, oh man, he's really strong in the bottom. His legs are really strong. If he just learns how to figure out how to use his legs, watch out. And I was like, <laughs> true. Why won't they work? Why won't my legs work? I'm working on it guys. Okay. I might be insecure about it. I might be insecure about the fact that. Dog, Shane Sevick, my my hitter Shane Sevick, straight just fucking talk so much shit on it. And it was the funniest thing. You got to learn how to laugh at yourself, guys. <clears throat> I don't know where we were. Someone, we were weighing in. We were weighing in and someone goes, oh, Caesar could squat 320 kilos. Um, and Shane goes, yeah, but what can he clean and jerk? <laughs> <laughs> and everyone starts laughing. I was like, God damn it, Shane, you got me, bro. You got me. But he did. Cause it's like, it's like, there's a huge disparity between the two. I'm like, damn it, Shane, you're supposed to be my dad here. He's it's Shane is like a master's lifter, but he's always at nationals, always kicking ass. And he always comes up to, he's always, he's, he's kind of adopted me cause he's old enough. To, he's older than my dad. So, so yeah, he's always like, I'm, I'm your dad. So my dad, Shane Sevick, just straight took a shit on me in front of all my friends and <laughs> embarrassed me. Um So yeah, that was that was one eighty eight was pretty cool. Um and it's you know, quite a difference from quite a difference from what I did the year before. You know, the year before, eleventh place in eleventh place overall up to third place overall and I, I came home with the third place medal for clean and jerk and the third place medal uh it, like the bronze medal overall so that was that was fun that was a fucking amazing experience and i never take it back like there's so many people that helped me out along the way all my you know so many people that i met <clears throat> so many people that i met so many so many just it's such a crazy community. The weightlifting community is such a funny thing where we're all so weird with our quirks and our speech impediments and and our freaking 
just a love for the sport and a love for getting better. It's I, I've never I've never experienced it where I've had another weightlifter being I've experienced it once and that was in the back room and that was like a competition setting. So I don't know how like how legit it was. But one of these guys was a straight asshole to someone who was trying to use his platform. He was like, no, you can't use my platform. Like, dog, shut the like, shut the fuck up. Just come on. Like, we're all here. We're all just trying to get better and eat, eat a dick. That's the only time I've ever experienced it. And I was at U25 and like never, ever have I ever experienced another weightlifter just not be a cool person. And I think it's all because we're all on the same grind where we're just trying to get better and we can learn from everyone around us. And that's, that's always fun. That's always a fun thing to do. Um, and, uh, and then afterwards, yeah, it just, it was crazy. Sage, Sage couldn't make it out there, but she, she FaceTimed me and, oh, she, yeah, she FaceTimed me and we kind of talked a little bit and she told me she was proud of me. And I told her that, you know, I couldn't have done it without her. And that was true. You know, like can't do it without my team i can't do without my family i can't do without without everyone there who's keeping me on on my own my own keeping my head on straight you know um so now i dive into what i was talking about before third and and this is the thing i'm i'm sitting here telling you this and again I'm trying. I like the the goal to this podcast has never been to try to motivate you, try to try to go out of my way to motivate you. you it's to f- you find your own inspiration, whatever it is that I say, and apply it whatever way you want that inspires you, your own way. You know that you're just it's it's not. I'm not telling you what to do. It's you know go and evaluate your life and evaluate the things that you have to do. So third place in the nation you know, third place in nationals, whatever, whatever it is. Come on, Phil at Phil Andrews. That was a big, big moment, big moment in my weightlifting career. A big moment for me personally. Like it just shows that I could overcome a lot and I can overcome a lot of stuff, a lot of outside factors and still, still manage to do well. But there's a difference between the pride that I felt at, U25 and then the pride that I felt at at nationals and and it's broken down in two ways I don't know if if everyone whoever knows Matt Fraser but if you know Matt Fraser uh CrossFit Games champion that guy that 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 bud he they did a they did an FX sports or FNS sports or whatever the frick it was uh uh just about his training and like rode up to the games and all that kind of stuff <clears throat> and there's this part where he talks about he talks about the CrossFit Games. He talks about the CrossFit Games. He talks about his rookie year and then his the following year. So his rookie year was the 2014, I believe it was the year he took on like he was up against Rich Froney. He got second place, and there's a medal that he has, and he says that those medals, those medals that he has, he like he's proud of that. Because he, he sat there and he earned that medal. He earned that opportunity to, to be second. And then in 2015, which is the first Fittest on Earth movie, the one where he loses to Ben Smith. Um, spoiler alert. Uh, the one where he loses to Ben Smith. He uh, he he says that it's a second place medal. He's like, I fucking hate that medal. <laughs> and 
I, t- I took it and I try to understand what it was that he meant by it, you know, cause he goes and he breaks it down. He goes, you know, that, that, that rookie year that I had, like I earned that shit. I earned that medal. I, I, I did everything I could and I, I won second. And then the following year, it's like I did. I wasn't taking care of my fitness. Like I wasn't taking care of everything that I could have. And I felt like I lost first in one second. And that's a shitty feeling. And and it, it struck me because I watched that documentary sometime sometime between ju- like June and July or like, or like uh, May and June, somewhere around that time. <clears throat> and it kind of hit me where I, I kind of felt the same way. Where, you know, at U25, at U25, I came back. I came back from an injury. I came back from my wrist stuff. And I, I kicked my own ass into gear and had to come back and do the best that I could to to even prove to myself that I could still be there. And I still say that that's the best meet that I've ever done. And because because of the fact of, of that, I that was a real mental thing. And weightlifting is a, anything that you really do is mental. But that was a real mental day where I was, I was freaking out, but I had, I had, you know, all the physical therapy, all those times where I had failed the 180 clean and jerk, hyperventilated crying, all that dumb shit that I had to go through all that necessary dumb shit that I had to go through before. Like, like I had to, I had to do that just to prove to myself that this is what I wanted. And, and it, you know, it came in handy. And, and when I got to U25, you know, I, I took second place. Um, I took a second place with the third medal in snatch and then second uh, and then gold medal in clean and jerk. And it's like that gold medal in clean and jerk is still like the best medal that I can say that I when I look at it, I'm still so proud of it because. Because it was 181 kilos. Like, I, n- I hadn't done that in months. And every time I tried to do something, I would cry. Like, I'd freak out and panic and have a panic attack. And that was a lot of work to get over. I was. And, and shit, man. Like, I'm just proud of myself for the fact that I overcame that. And this isn't to jerk myself off and pat myself on the back. This is, again, this is just me hopefully striking a chord with people to understand the difference between earning something and not earning something. Um, so everything I was saying about my diet before, before nationals, like I started eating, I started eating good. I started eating well. I like for two weeks, like two, like two or three weeks before I started eating really well and then work got busy. And, and I stopped and I started eating like absolute dog shit. And then I cut my training back basically the whole month before nationals. I cut it back from like four or five sessions down to two. And it was just because I was making excuses. Like, like I just didn't want to wake up early enough to, to, to work out and train in the morning. I have a goddamn garage gym. Like I could have done that. I could have done whatever, like, I could have made it work. I have, like, I have my own garage gym. I have, I have a couple buddies that own CrossFit gyms around here. I could have woken up. I could have woken up, uh, have awakened. I could have woken up, right? Woken up at like five in the morning if it really mattered. And, and I, and I've done it before where I've been at their gym at like five forty five in the morning and trained and then came back home and, and, 
you know, came back home and, and made my lunch for the day and left. And that was when nothing was busy, you know, when it wasn't busy. That was just when it was convenient for me. And why didn't I do that? You know, why did I stop eating good? Well, why did I stop my diet? Why did I stop training? I just coasted by like in my mind, I didn't earn. I didn't earn. I'm it's just like it's oxymoronic. Like I'm happy about the fact that the way that it worked out the way that it did. I'm just not happy about the way that I got there. Because I could have done more. Fuck, man. Like, if I trained all month before, trained all that, that entire month before, trained four or five times a week like I was instead of two, I could have I worked on locking out more and making sure that my wrist was, my wrist and my arm and my lockout on my snaps were better and kick ass and I wasn't going to get called. And I could have made that 140 snatch and then 144 and then 148, you know, and I could have gotten second place. Like, I got to earn second place. I could have done better and, and and got second place instead of just kind of letting it slip through my fingers because I didn't want to take ownership of of the position I was in. I didn't want to take ownership of the hard decision to, to wake up and fucking be a man. And that's all it was. And that's all life is, is waking up and being the person that you want to be. And I didn't do that. So... I guess that's the best way that I can put it. Like everything that I did for U25, all the shit, all the programming I did for myself, all the recovery, all the extra workouts, all the stuff that I did in the mornings to make sure everything didn't fall apart. That, you know, I earned that. But nationals, like I'm I'm happy of the way things worked out and I'm I'm glad that I'm talented enough to to get that kind of result but what's that old saying it's like when when talent doesn't work hard hard week hard work beats talent you know can you be can you imagine being talented and a hard worker so it's it's one of those things man it's like i could have done more i could have done better i could have made sure i was more prepared and i didn't and and that that kind of haunts me like I, I look at those i look at the medals that i got from u25 and i'm like okay sick and I look at the national medals that I have and I'm like okay not sick I'm just I can't really I, I can look at them and I can be happy and I can remember I can I remember the feeling of doing because in the moment I was happy in the moment I was ecstatic but looking back I'm like fuck I could have done more I could have done more and what really stuck with me was was something that I heard Matt Fraser say it was something I heard David Goggins say and it was uh it's uh what are you doing when no one's looking what are you doing when no one is looking and I actually that's that's the new tattoo that I got I got that tattooed on my on my left wrist <clears throat> uh facing me so when I write when I read when I look at my arm I can I can see it and I gotta tell you I got to tell you, having a tattoo on your body of something that you know that you should be doing and you don't do it, it's a whole new level of disappointment in yourself. <laughs> There's, the, you know, before, like, and, and again, this is over the span of a couple months where I got the tattoo around my birthday, so sometime in June. No, sometime at the end of May, at the end of May. So I got it in, in like the, at the end of May, 
after like uh after nationals i was off of, i i went i came home from nationals i said bye to jacob him and i kissed a little bit um <laughs> no i'm just kidding we uh we bro hugged it out and he is he's doing much better at you know training and weightlifting with his with his new hitters and his new his new buddy his new coach zach and uh, and hopefully he comes out here so I can repay the favor and he can stay at my house and uh, show him around Cali, bro. Show him about California. Come out California way, bro. Um, but uh, I came back home. You know, I was happy. Uh, you know, I was just kind of coasting. I had to go fucking right back to work. I, I came home Monday and I went right back to work on Tuesday because... That week that I came back was the busiest week of my entire year. Fucking insane. And I, like, I came back, no break in between. I just, like, I had to, I was working, I worked, like, 75 hours that week. <sighs> and and it was lucky that, you know, after meets, we usually take a break. So I took a couple weeks off. I just took the rest of May to June off to to finish out the busy season so I didn't really have to worry about anything. And then, you know, uh, because I'm not responsible and I don't take ownership in, you know, my diet and what I was doing, I thought because everything got busy again, I could still work hard and like work enough and sweat enough at work to where I, <clears throat> where I could eat what I wanted. So I started eating shitty again and I ballooned right back up to like 153, uh, or like 150. And then, and and now I'm at like one I'm back down to like 150 I think I'm just cutting water weight but I think it's because I've just been bloated and eating like ass so um yeah right now I'm right back around 148 150 150 around that area so I'm 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 I'm, I'm in the right spot I'm going down the right direction uh but I came back and everything just kind of went back to normal and I was just kind of bummed about it. I was just kind of bummed about it because, you know, I had felt like I had done a good thing. I had felt like I was proud of myself, but truth be told, like, unless like, anybody else out there could tell you, Oh my God, you did such a great job. But unless you believe it yourself, you, you, you're not going to believe it. So I took like two or three weeks off, finished out the rest of the busy season and then um, started training again started training again and that was like through june so the last like like the three weeks of june around the first three weeks yeah the last three weeks of june just went back to training um but my dumbass was like let's go right back in the fucking where we were so with like no lube went right back into went right back into uh training heavy right back like like numbers before didn't give myself any time to just warm up and get right back to where I was so it was the weirdest thing where my wrist pain started spreading into my hand and that shit sucked and I started getting sad about that um I started getting sad about that and and you know I was just training heavy and I uh what I do what did I do? Uh, PR like I PR like my jerk. I had 200 kilos on like a complex. It was like jerk dip plus jerk and then snatch balance. I snatch balanced 
a double at 160 and I just couldn't go more because it hurt so much. And I was like, good job, asshole. <laughs> Way to take care of it. And then I was just trying to get it taken care of. And, and then I talked to my physical therapist and she was like, maybe you should take time off. <laughs> just take some time off, unload it, and then come back slowly. And that's kind of what we've been doing for the last couple of weeks. Where it's just been like the last two weeks, last two weeks, last three weeks, I've been doing nothing but squats and pulls. And then this last like week, we finally started moving with like light bar stuff and again, more flexion in it than before. And it's feeling a lot better and just trying to take care of it. Um, so that's my nationals experience and then coming back. But, uh, but yeah, that's just, that's just how life has been. That's how life has been. Yeah. For my birthday, I went to the zoo, the San Diego zoo. That shit's dope as fuck, dog. You ever seen grizzly bears in person? There's some grizzly bears there, dog. Also, I saw a baboon penis and it grew like six inches and it touched the floor and it was ridiculous yeah shit was nuts and then i went to a padre game and i bought myself a sick jersey tony Gwynn world series edition shit's wet um but that's just that's that's what happened over the course of like may and june so you really didn't miss much. I was just really busy. And then right after prom season, right after prom season, after all that was said and done, it, everything just slowed down right to a crawl where now we're just trying to pick up for the rest of the year because everything is it's just not busy. And I got to say, driving two hours a day, you know, driving two hours a day and getting somewhere and it doesn't really, it, it's, it takes it out of me, takes it out of me, takes it out of my energy and and it's really hard to stay engaged and stage physically and mentally and it's something that you really don't want to do and I'm trying my hardest to stay engaged um, at work and just trying to find things to keep myself occupied with and uh, training you know training other people and I'm hiring new people and training other people so that's good that keeps me busy um, but I guess the biggest 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 thing the biggest direction is you know what I've chose what I've what I've just been interested in doing and I kind of came to this conclusion where I have you know I have this really big issue where if you are the kind of person who like surround yourself with something surround yourself with other people you know you get enveloped in a tv show in a movie, in a character, in a book, something like that, and your personality ends up turning into that personality, like, you're like, oh, fuck, I want to be like that. I thought about this the other day. I've always had that problem where, you know, I think it's it's probably due to some sort of, I don't know, maybe some sort of mental trauma or some sort of, like, admiration thing that I have for people who are, like, in that position they just do what they want to do or like I'll watch like I'll watch baseball uh, like I went to a couple baseball games back in June and like right after I was like fuck I want to play baseball again like I'll have that issue or like I'll watch scrubs or I've been watched like I watch scrubs and like I want to be a doctor <laughs> or I'll watch uh like uh that OJ Simpson show 
on FX and like, I want to be a lawyer again or, um, or like I've been watching a lot of house. So I think I'm dying all the time. <laughs> uh, and I've just kind of thought, I've just been thinking about it. It's like, it's, if you envelop your mind in, in what it is that like certain people or certain things that you admire, like you're going to want to do that. So very like a lot like lately I've been enveloping my mind in a lot of like in the things and people that I admire like David Goggins or like Jocko Willink and I mean I guess you could say that I'm kind of doing that but I'm kind of I'm kind of doing the same thing but how bad is is running you know how bad is running and taking accountability and, and pushing through some obstacles you know how bad is waking up early to make sure that you win the sun you know win the sunrise you earn it you know, that's, I don't think that's bad. So surround yourself and envelop your mind in, in the things and the people that, that, uh, that you want to be like, you know, that you want to, you know, I'd rather be, I'd rather be a Navy SEAL. I'd rather be a Navy SEAL with a Navy SEAL mentality than, than, uh, than some lost little boy <laughs> that, just doesn't know which direction he wants to go in, you know? Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much life. That's pretty much what's been going on with, uh, with me. And, uh, this is my comeback episode. I guess you could say like, I'm, I, I'm going on vacation this next week. So the next episode will probably be out the following week. Uh, following week i'm just not gonna have any of my recording stuff but the the following week i'm gonna start picking it up again because i i have stuff to say (laughs) and stuff to talk to people about and i think uh i think everyone has everyone has the opportunity to learn and grow and grow for themselves and find the things that i'm saying in 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 some way in some way in some way eye-opening for themselves and they evaluate themselves and they think about themselves oh shit my computer fell asleep what the fuck oh it's still recording bad um but yeah today saturday july 13th uh Bailey, uh, I have some teammates competing today. I have three teammates competing today. I'm dealing with this rinse, wrist, rinsed, this rinsed injury still. So, uh, I'll hopefully be back in the next couple weeks. And I, I, I wanna, I mean, I wanna compete more. I wanna get back out there. I wanna, I just need to make some moves. You know, I need to make some moves, and uh, and really, and really start being the hitter that I wanna be. So. <clears throat> It's just time, you know, it's just time to, it's time to grow up, it's time to grow up, it's time to take extreme ownership by Jocko Willink and Leaf Bane, Babin. So I have goals, I have goals for next year, I have goals for what I want to do next year and where I want to be. Um, I recently decided that 
Well, I mean, not recently, but I want to go back to school. I want to go back to school, and I want to get my. Uh, I want to go back to school and, and get my my. If I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna go all the way. You know what I'm saying? I want to get my master's in in exercise physiology. I just want to be a better coach. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. So I almost forgot. So when you think about taking accountability and taking responsibility for your actions and what it is that you want to do, I think we may have mentioned this before, but it's, it's taking into consideration. What are the things that you're not doing that are keeping you from what you want to do? What are the things that you aren't doing? What are the things that you have to do? What are the things that you need to, that you need to do, you know? And, um, the other day, like the other day I learned, you know, it's kind of the same way where I learned how to do this. I learned how to podcast. I learned how to do video editing out of not necessarily necessity. It was just a good skill to have, but I took it upon myself to, to go and dive into some, some juggernaut training videos and like that kind of stuff and talk to, talk to Zach and talk to Alex Lachance about, uh, about, you know, where to read up on some good stuff, where to read up on how to be a better, you know, programmer, how to be a better athlete, how to be a better, just more knowledge. Knowledge is power. Knowledge. Here in my garage, with my Lamborghini and my knowledge. It's an old dried out meme. Gross. <sighs> but... You know, I took it upon myself to, to, to get some more books that I have to start reading um, to learn how to program, you know, just be a better strength programmer. I don't program for myself, but, you know, learn how to be, just learn, just know what it means, know what it does and know what it do, you know, what it do and, and know what it do. And sometimes it'd be like it is, but it do, you know, sometimes we, like we want it to be like it is, but it do. So, uh think about the things that it do and you just got to go out and do the things that it do, you know, yeah, you know, I started looking up videos on YouTube and reading the, that strength, the programming for strength off of uh, juggernaut and that kind of stuff. I have some catalyst books. Um, I'm just really trying to cut out the distractions, you know, trying to cut out the distractions of my life. Um, cutting out all the all the excess stuff that I don't need because I really have to just buckle down but I think that's that's good for everybody everyone at some point needs to know that they needs to be reminded that they need to buckle down so I appreciate it that's the last thing I'm going to say um in the wise in the wise words of of coach Mike Bergener uh two two statements two sentiments from my one of my wise coaches Mike Bergener first one get your fucking head out of your ass that's a good one right that's a good one because uh, some people might need it and the other one is uh, I love this shit find what it is that you want to do for 50 years and still be enthralled and and enticed by the idea that you're going to do it when you're 70 you know that's that's passion. That's fucking amazing. Like he we were in the back room of we were in the back room 
uh, the training uh, the the back room at nationals during my session. Oh no, no, during another session for Jay, my other teammate. Uh, my other teammate, and she goes, or and, and Mike is just walking around, and he goes, "God, I love this shit," and it's like the fucking twinkle in his eye, man. Like I was 70, 70 years old. It's like seventy years old, man. Like he was a goddamn like he <laughs> he was a kid. He was like a kid in a candy store, man. That was the like, yeah. I, I love that guy. Like I love I love him. He's like he's like one of my he's one of my role models. Like my fucking grandfather, dad, whoever, whatever he is. He's just like that's honestly the happiest I've ever seen him. And I want that. I want that with whatever it is that I choose to do. You know. And I just got to find it and I got to work hard at it. But he was, he was ecstatic. He was like, God, I love this shit. If you look at the videos on my Instagram, just like first watch, watch me, watch my lifts and then tell me that my lifts are dog shit. And then, and then you could see him in the back and you could see him jumping around fucking, you could just see him jumping around, moving around, just screaming, yelling like, he had a great time. Like he, he was so happy. He was just in his element. He was so passionate. And I, I appreciate everybody who went out with, uh, went out there with me on that trip. Jacob, you're, you're my hitter for life, bro. Like no, no joke. Like I, you don't find those kind of people that often. And I'm very grateful that you didn't kill me. And, uh, and, and, uh, that last night in Memphis before I had to fly out the very next day, it was that Sunday night. We stayed, we stayed in the hotel lobby. We were, it was just like me. Um, it was like, it was, uh, yeah, we just stayed in the hotel lobby at Graceland and it was, uh, it was, uh, myself. It was myself, Jacob, uh, Alex Lachance, uh, Shakesha, Janice, and pretty sure that was. Uh, if I'm forgetting your name, if I'm forgetting if you were even there, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. Um, I didn't mean to forget you, dog. It's literally been, it's been months, okay. Uh, it's been it's been like months, so I apologize. But come on, if if you get mad at me for that that kind of stuff, I, I mean, whatever. Um, Christy Brewer. That's the last one. I believe, but again, if you get mad at me, if you get mad at me, I don't care. I do care, but just I, I gotta pretend like I don't, cause I'm a macho man, Randy Savage. So we sat there, we just talked for hours and hours, and it was like it, we we talked, we sat, and we talked. It was like until like four in the morning, and then Jacob and I drove back to Memphis uh, to Arkansas uh, at like four in the morning. Got back to his house at like six a.m., and then I had a I had a flight. I had a flight. Uh, the next day at like, oh, that morning, basically that afternoon at like 12. And so, so I, we got home. I watched the episode of Game of Thrones, um, where, 
uh, spoiler alert, uh, where Danny loses her fucking mind and, uh, and just kind of kills everybody. And it really is just irritating. I, I, I can't believe I stayed up until 8 a.m. watching that horse shit of an episode. All of season eight was just hot ass. But, uh, you know, I love I love being surrounded by, it. you know, like-minded people, attract like-minded people. It was awesome to be around. It was awesome to be around weightlifters like that. It was awesome to be just in a, in a setting where you're welcome. You know, and I think everyone everyone deserves that no matter what you do. If you're a musician, if you're an artist, if you're a weightlifter, if you're a crossfitter, if you're a writer, if you're an entrepreneur, whatever, whatever it is, you deserve it to be around people who think like you and can push you to be better. So as I said before, first statement for those who need it. Get your fucking head out of your ass and I love this shit. I do. This is the stuff that makes me happy. So uh, I thank all you hitters that are still here. I try to make this episode a little bit long just to kind of a recap for for uh, my absence and then I'll be gone for another week and then I'll come back and then hopefully get a steady stream of shit going on i have a, a week i have a week to watch all the rocky movies because i want to do that rocky episode and they're all on amazon prime and i'm gonna have time to watch all of them so i'll take my motherfucking notes um but yeah thank you guys thank you hitters for being here still and and uh hope to start acquiring some new hitters pretty soon and I have just new people listen and yeah so I love you guys thank you for sticking around and uh, uh, I'll be back soon and shit man I don't want to say goodbye <laughs> goodbye everybody I will uh, I'll see you or I'll talk to you in like a week and a half and we'll talk about we'll talk about Rocky Balboa okay We'll talk about Rocky Balboa and we'll talk about we'll talk about why those movies still hold up today. And we'll talk about we'll talk about why uh why why it's good. Why it's good to just why it's good. That song. Hopefully I don't get copyrighted. <laughs> okay. Uh Goodbye, everybody. I'll talk to you in like a week and a half. Later. I want to take care of my